They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside Hey Tweety, what are you drinking over there? How's it went? all right guys so you caught us we are drinking our favorite coffee and that is hustle blends coffee hustle blends coffee is curated for visionaries um high performing people executors all of the above and we want to share this coffee with you so we have recently launched our coffee in a cold brew that's right packaged up just for you it could be delivered to your door anytime you want it to be delivered so while you're working on building that billion dollar plan and you're already getting your services from renown.tech go ahead and throw back a shot of coffee that is hustle blends shop hustle blends at www.hustleblends with a z Dot com. Coffee and Jesus all day, baby. What's up, beautiful people? And welcome to season two of Million Dollar Conversations podcast. I'm one half of your podcast, Problematic Patty, a.k.a. The Rich Auntie, a.k.a. Patrice and Gwen. This is the treacherous one on last season, but this season we are, or I am, the truth teller. Oh. We tell it how it is and we say it from our chest and we say it loud for the people in the back. And what about in the, peop- the people in the front? What do they get? They don't get it. What is it? They're going to get the truth. Oh, of course. We come bearing the great news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Because we need to be sharing some and all of that because there's so much going on out here. Absolutely. So, y'all, this podcast, in case this is your first time tuning in, we cover various topics. But one thing that we need to make sure that you are clear on is that we are coming from the word of God, um, that we are going to um, share everything in faith. Of course, it's going to be a lot of light conversations because we need that. Right. A lot Mm -hmm. of funny conversations because we definitely need that. But also um, just understand that we are believers. (laughs) This is that kind of podcast. Amen. This is that kind of podcast. Yeah. Um, because I want to make sure it's clear. I want to make sure it's known and I want to make sure it's understood. Even no matter what we speak about, we are believers first of Jesus Christ. In the name. Period. But anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and just um, dive right in. All right. We have a little part of the podcast where uh, I don't know why all of a sudden I became a Southern uh, country girl called Delightful. (laughs) Yes. My name is Delightful. Uh, But anyway, um, there is just a little game. I always like to play little games at the beginning of the podcast because I want you all to get to know us. And also, um, I like to play these games where, you know, we capture the first reaction of something based off of a question. Okay, right. so I'm going to ask Tweety some questions. Never and, heard these before. Yeah, you know, they're coming from a very creative and, and, and sacred place. Um, and, you know, he's going to answer them to the best of his ability. All right, I will go ahead and prep you, Tweety. This takes no level of of any type of, like, th- this is not going to require any kind of academia. Okay, this is just going to be strictly from your heart. Okay. Okay. All right, if you were to pick, if the year is 2002 and you were to pick a celebrity to put on your voicemail for your or your answer machine at that time to mm. do a greeting for you, who would it be? One, before I say who, I was in Africa. Okay, let's and pretend you were here. We all no, no, no. Did we listen to music in Africa? I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick somebody. Okay. Um, but in 2002, around that time, um, I want to say, give me... Can I pick two? 
Sure. Okay, give me 50 cent many men. Like, no, nah, I'm talking about somebody who actually like that. Hey, what's up? It's, it's, this is Tweety's phone. Y'all can't get to him right now. Like, it's one of those. Oh, not a song. Okay. Um, you remember how, like, people took their voicemails and greetings very seriously back in the day? Uh, oh, oh, I took mine very seriously. I didn't have a phone. Am <laughs> 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 I disqualified? Like, <laughs> I did not have a phone. Let's say I did, okay? That's the point. All, All of right. this is hypothetical. <laughs> Uh, oh, the privilege you guys had. You had a phone in two thousand two. Yeah, I did. But right now, this question is for you. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I would want fifty cent. And what would you want him to say on your voicemail? It's your boy, Tweety. Yo, my man Tweety ain't in right now. All right, but guess what? We got the we got all the pimps up here. You know, you know, bring up your your bottle of Cavassier. You know what I'm I saying? Was eight. <laughs> <laughs> you were not eight in 2002. Yes, I was. Oh wow, I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> what is Cavassier? I couldn't spell it. I barely can spell it now. Awkward. Okay, do you remember how like the word pimp was used so usefully during that time though? I didn't know what it was. I just kept saying it. I did. Yeah, same here. Like, I didn't know what it meant. Like, I didn't know that it was like, you know, and then to find out 10 years later, like, people are like talking about human trafficking, but we like threw the word pimp around. Like, it was yeah, nothing. I used to like put on my, my mom's stockings and pretend I was 50 Cent with the do rag um, in somebody's African. You're going to have to clear up that, that visual. You put on her stockings on like the top on your of legs, my head. On the top of your head. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That's fine. Because we, I didn't know what a do-rag was. It was the closest thing to a do-rag for me. Sure. If you were to be in any um, music video in mm, the early like 2000s, that. what would it have been? And what would you have been doing? Give me Outcast, Hey Y'all. That's that pretty basic. It's not basic. It's pretty basic. No, that's one of the... I think anytime Kid Bop gets to a song, it is officially... Like seceded, basic you know city. Dial in for the truth teller and tell Patrice how classic Hey Y'all was. Hey Y'all was classic. The yeah. video, not yeah, the, not just great. the song, but the great. video. So I definitely want to be in that just to see how creative they were. You know what made them put the wigs on and the you know the stuff they. Well, had first of all, that was Andre Three Thousand's hair, honey. Don't get it twisted. Period. Okay. Whatever, but that's Period. what I, that okay, yeah. What celebrity would you want to cook a meal for you? Mm, uh, give me Chef Ramsay. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I he doesn't. He doesn't look like a happy person. I want somebody who is happy to cook for me. I don't care how happy or sad you are. It, is is the food good? <laughs> no, I am a firm believer that happy cooks create happy meals that is a lie that is the absolute truth no it's not i've seen happy people cook stuff they shouldn't have nobody's business cooking no i believe happy cooks create happy meals he there's always, a cook that we know that's always happy who <laughs> I, I, they're not mentioned i really don't know who water <laughs> barbecue <laughs> wait who patrice no give me more hints the, the, they was cooking. They they were steaming on the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> he was quite happy about it. Yeah, that's not. It doesn't always equate to good food. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sidebar, but all I'm saying is that when you're happy in cooking, yes, I know that you could be feeling. It. I've been so happy sometimes cooking meals personally that 
you know, I forgot a couple of ingredients because I thought I was knew what I was doing. So yeah, um, subjective sometimes. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So I have to say that if I had anyone on my voicemail in the years 2003, it would have to be Ja Rule. I think that I would have an unbeatable, um, you know. So reenact that for us real quick. I don't know if I got Ja Rule's voice down. I haven't. I've been practicing, but I, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't perfected die, it. Now. I haven't perfected it. So I, when do these practice sessions go on? I, you know, I up? have. I do a lot of things, sweetie. I yeah, am multifaceted. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if it was Ja Rule, uh, yeah, I think he'd say something like, "What up, Gotti?" Like you know, something like that, and you know, he would go into. So what know, up, Patty? Is what yours gonna say? Yeah, what up, Patty? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, I, I can't. I, I can't nail Ja Rule's voice. All right, next, not, next question. Um, you got it for me. You got a question for me. Okay, so if you were to um, be in one movie in the early two thousands, what movie is it? And one character. Oh my gosh! Early two thousands had some slamming movies. Um, I always had, just as a younger girl, had mm-hmm. an obsession for Bring It On, but I don't think I have like the athleticism to be in it. But I would be an amazing extra. What movie is that, that where the, the 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 lady is like she's doing like a hip hop dance rendition? Honey, oh my gosh, I love Honey. I want to. Yes, I, I would, that was my dream. Oh I, my gosh, I wanted to move to New York and then I wanted to have some beaded curtains uh-huh. that I can you know have in my room or whatever, and have a dog and have a bed that was on the floor, and then you Why know. Why are we talking in the New York accent? It's, oh, it took you there. You know, have a man who owned a barbershop right up under my, you know, my loft, and you know, uh, he came to the community center to see me dance with the kids. Wow, that yeah. was one of the worst hip hop renditions. Now, then, they thought it was like it was a great movie. Are, are we, we just talking saying, about the same thing? Because I'm talking no, I'm just Alba. No, 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 no. Mikhail no. Pfeiffer. Step up? Are you talking about step up? What are you I'm, talking about? I'm talking about. Is it honey? Yeah, it is honey. Never mind. It, looking back now, it's like we kind of accepted her and we wanted her to be like J Lo 2.0. I mean, at the time, Twitter was not there to um, wrestle and debate about whether Jessica Alba was a good fit or not. Who do you think could have been better? Um, at that time, I mean, give me a Christina Aguilera. Like she was acceptable. <clears throat> I yeah. Christina Aguilera. Have yeah. you seen Christina Aguilera dance? I mean, it's not going to be any worse. All right, we're going to move on. So, guys, how y'all feel about Brother Trump, um, President Donald Trump, President Donald J. Trump? Um, at this time, y'all, it's the first week of October, all right? We have endured much in this COVID-infested year, okay? Like, what has this year been, guys? Like, it was like January, February, quarantine. And so... I'm still hopeful because we've accomplished much this year and we've spent a lot of great time and um, done some some really great things. Right. Um, But I'm just I just, you know, every once in a while when I think on it too hard, I get annoyed this. Okay, there's a need to be nervous. Um, And before we jump on to him, I would like to talk about um, Chadwick Boseman. Um, And we weren't recording at that time time because we weren't break, obviously, for a season the end of season one and now going into season two. Um, but I just want to say hats off goes to him, his family, his Absolutely. team. 
Um, all the great work that he has done and is going to continue to do based off of the effort that he put through the uh, traumatic experience that he was enduring with cancer Man. and being able to just press on. It's it's crazy, and I am going to go there, that we did not give this man his appropriate flowers while he was here. Right, and what do we mean by that? In our culture, <clears throat> we talk a lot about that. You know, we'll say, Nipsey Hussle didn't get his flowers. Tupac didn't get his flowers. These people didn't get their flowers. Is flowers respect or flowers the same amount of gratitude of their work? Because I believe that the flowers should be in that I recognize you, I see your work, and I've been supporting you. Um, not when you die post Thomas, mm-hmm. but while you were here, I saw you. Right, right. Um, I think flowers is just simply giving them the appropriate celebration while they are here to celebrate and indulge in that. I think that more of us need to do it. We need to normalize it amongst mm-hmm. people we know and we love amongst people we don't know like if there's music that you appreciate right now like appreciate that artist if it's somebody you truly see is trying to get out the mud right now like appreciate them be like man they kept working like we are so quick to criticize instead of celebrate right you know and and what i what i don't like about our current climate and our culture is that the first thing that we'll do is that since there's a a body of people who believe one thing Everybody else jumps on that. Yeah. We all believe he deserves his flowers. Therefore, we give him his flowers, but we don't look at the body of work. We look at the body of work after. Right. But it's not like he hasn't been working. It's not Mm -hmm. as if he hasn't been still doing, he wasn't still doing the things that he was supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we wait for things to blow up. And then we jump on it. So are we just pretty much waiting on cultural approval for us to start celebrating something exactly. or start mourning or grieving or, or death to happen or <clears throat> something traumatic like, you know, it's sad that you're always a greater man after you die. Right. A greater person after you die. And that goes from I like to go even locally. I, I like to go even to the people, you know, personally. Right. How are you giving them their flowers? How mm-hmm. are you appreciating them and what they bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Whether they are your janitors, whether they are uh, people that you work with. Right. How are you appropriately telling somebody I appreciate you? Mm-hmm. That is my for me. That's how I receive <clears throat> somebody seeing what I'm able to do for them yeah, yeah, and yeah. vice versa is yeah. appreciation. Yeah. And we don't appreciate things that we don't see as valuable because of where that person is at that time. Right. We think that this person's always going to be a little low. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just, that's a little tweety. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. just what he's going to do. But it's not until that person gains validity on the outside world or validity in the area. Then it's like, I knew him. Mm-hmm. He is dope. He is, you know, we have to have a, we have to do a better job into not jumping on a bandwagon and getting off of it when the new thing comes. Because after his death, I saw people just jump off and then went to something else. Yeah. What's the new topic? What's I think a lot of that, world? when it comes to social media, it's so hard to temperature check because I feel like so many people are trying to cope in the name of trending topics. You know what I mean? Like, I really feel like so many people are trying to... Um, it's so hard to to be aware or be in the know of one thing at one time and fully process it before there's something else that, you know, by social demand, you need to be aware of. Okay, I, I get that. Um, you know, I struggled um, in the past just really accepting why, um, what was the necessity of having to be on a side? Mm-hmm. I feel like social media tells you you have to 
pick a side and stay on it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's even terrible. Like this past week, um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend lost their baby. You know, they had um, a stillbirth. Um, and you would be, sh- you, you would think, <laughs> like you would assume that people's natural reaction would be like, immediate sympathy this is terrible let's pray for them mm-hmm. you know blah 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 and um not that i do too much crowd surfing when it comes to comments um but i just happened to have been on twitter and so many people are like why does she post this why does she feel like she has to let everybody know blah 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 and it goes to show how many people are just wrecked in spirit out there that we just don't even realize. Right. You know, like same thing with what you said about like, you know, even in Chadwick Boseman's death, people have still came for him. Right. You know, one, some people do it out of trying to get attention. We know that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the second part of it is like so many people are in such disarray and in such chaos and just, just, foolishness in their own life that it's like I can't see anything for what it is. Grass isn't green. It's it's a mixture of blue and yellow. Like, you know, like it's the people can't see it for what it is, you know? Right. You know, I, I made a <laughs> I made a comment the other week to myself and it was that insensitivity comes from a place of darkness. For sure. And insensitive uh comments and rude comments are really how that person feels about their soul, about their heart. So it's easier to <clears throat> reflect that back onto somebody else mm-hmm. and what i um i'm seeing as believers we in the same mouth now we're going to jump into donald trump in the same mouth um we are believers but we're wishing ill upon another man sure. based off of how we feel he is doing whether it's as a president or as a man or as a human being right like wishing ill should not be something as believers. It's evil. It's it's pure sin and pure evil. So if this person is saying, you know, I'm currently going, I have Corona and my wife has Corona Mm -hmm. and you're over here jumping for joy like you won the championship, something's wrong. Yeah, something's sick about that. Real quick before we do get to that, I just want to acknowledge people. Um, I've in my Facebook feed um, over the past few days, past few weeks, um, it's just been a lot of heaviness about death, about loss, about um, anxiety, fear, and everything like that. And I just want to speak to that real quick. Um, I see a lot of people saying, you know, rest in peace to my classmate, rest in peace to my uncle, rest in peace to this person, that person. Like, I'm seeing so much of it. It's so, it's mixed in between the corona news and the election information. Like, all of it is getting normalized and put in my face. Um, it's probably some of our listeners' faces as well. Um, just want to encourage everybody to see and love the people you are around right now. Give them their flowers. If you have a falling out with someone, still see the greatness in them. See, still see the goodness in them. Still see the God in them. Um, to celebrate them in that moment, to pray for them um, when you may not understand certain things or anything like that. I'm encouraging you um, to, to uh, challenging you almost to celebrate people around you because what you tend to see, and I'm pretty sure all of us see this, is if someone tags the person who's deceased and says such and such passed away, Everybody, no matter who you are, is going to go click on that page, right? You're going to start scrolling through, trying to figure out who they are, how they passed, this, that, and the third. And then what you start doing is like reading some of their last things they said and things like that. And it, it gets real eerie, right? Um, and then you start seeing people like go back, like maybe they, they wrote a status about like just hanging out with their kids yesterday or something like that. And it got 10 likes <clears throat> today because they passed. It got like 300 
You saw it yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So not to beat nobody up, but it seems like we gain a better and a bigger appreciation of people when they're no longer here for the small things than we do when they were. So I'm encouraging you to celebrate people big or small and the things they do and why they are here. None of us know when we're checking out. Amen. But while we're checked in, celebrate. Amen. And a good provision for that um, fear is going to be Second Timothy Verse 1 through 7, it says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yes. So whenever you're facing fear, anxiety, depression, whatever name it, it has or power it has over you, it cannot surpass the power of the name of Jesus. Yes. So being yes. able to yes. go back to those things that you're battling or you have battled and putting the name of Jesus in front of it and yes. appropriating it with his blood. Amen. So we are here with you. We're encouraging you. Um, we're letting you know that you're not alone wherever yes. you are. If you're driving to work, if you're at home listening to this, you're not alone. We are here with you. We're praying in agreement for God's will over your life. Amen. Amen. All right. But you were going to Donald Trump and um, the... Right. So, like, you know, people troll and then there's always a line with trolling. Like there's always that. How far can you go with something? How far do you go before it becomes just dark? Right. And that line has been erased from this year onward (laughs) because nobody (laughs) cares for the line anymore. Talk about your mama. Talk about people who are dead in your family. People are just so insensitive with how somebody is dealing with their own issues. So, you know, wishing death, you don't, you know, people are like, well, that man is a devil. That man is this. I don't know what he is because I don't know the man. Yeah. I don't agree with everything he says. I don't says. know where his soul is going. Right. Yeah. So so you mean to tell me you're going to do a about turn if you see Donald Trump in heaven? Like, <laughs> you're going to be like, nah, you going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him out of here, God. Yeah. He don't belong. No, right. nine times out of ten. And we're not in any way signing off on any of his behavior, of any of his remarks that he's made publicly. Of any politician's behavior. Of anybody. I don't know though. Nobody is running to bat to say that like he's this 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 angelic person. Nobody is saying that. Um, but I am just saying, just for all intents and purposes, anybody I know, um, and of course, there's conspiracy theorists about whether he um, even has <clears throat> um, corona or not. If he's actually positive or not, is this all a ploy? Whether it is or it isn't, I have been. I I stand firmly on. You need to be praying for your president. You need to be praying for whoever is in a position to make decisions on your behalf at this moment. Yeah, your representatives, any the and CDC, everybody, uh, the government, everybody, the and we're praying so that they can come in repentance, not yes. just praying. Just oh, it's gonna be all right. Right, right, no, right. Praying for, sure. for repentance, a repenting, a repenting heart. It's easier for that to be turned around than just saying, well, you know, it's going to be all right. Right. It's going to be good. Um, But we're going to zoom actually right past that because I don't want to. We're not here to be political. Absolutely. Uh, We're not here to. That's for another podcast. We're here to give you um, good news of Christ. Also to encourage you as we're talking about this is going to be our faith topic. And for our faith topic, I want us to discuss uh, fear for a moment. And. for me, over the past couple of months, fear has been one of those crippling things to where just the thought of something yeah. can limit your actions on that day. Yeah. And it's so crippling to the point where you feel like you're working on 50% you. 
Right. And 50% you to the world is not enough. Right. 50% you to yourself is not enough. Right. So what fear brings in is a fake, um, fake perception of comfort. Absolutely. So you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, me and my wife had this joke back and forth. It's like, nah, you were ashy today. Saying like, hey, maybe you were dealing with bouts of depression. Maybe you were dealing with bouts of anxiety. I actually mean you're ashy. (laughs) I legitimately mean like you were. Well, I'm speaking when you say that. It's like an internal clock for me. Like I am not. I am not doing something for myself Absolutely. in that moment Absolutely. because it's all a symptom. You're, yeah. What you're seeing as Ashy Tweety mm-hmm. is like literally I don't care about me. I'm only focused on one thing. Right. And sometimes we make our businesses that we yeah. make our livelihoods that yeah, to where yeah, it's yeah. like I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to. I just got to go to work. Mm-hmm. I just got to do this. And you just on the go. Right. And God asked me, well, can your job add one hour to your life? <laughs> no. Matter of fact, they're going to take more and more. Right. Can, can anything that you're running after when you uh, are getting out the house give you any satisfaction more than I can? Right. Then why are you so devoted in the things that are going to bring you anxiety, fear, depression, and worry more than you're devoted to me? Mm-hmm. So when we devote an hour to God, when we devote 30 minutes to God, when we devote two hours to him, what he's doing, he's covering you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you will meet meet those moments where it doesn't look right. It's gloomy. Mm -hmm. And all those things are presented to you. So Mm -hmm. as as you're at home, and I don't know what fears you are. This is the, I I call 2020 the year of um, a a spiritual attack on a lot of people because they're being presented fear. Mm -hmm. You're being presented anxiety. You're being presented hopelessness. You're being presented uh, malice and hatred and division all over. You're not seeing unity. You're seeing division everywhere. Right. And God is asking you, well, you got to get your heart right before you make even a stance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we need to be. We need to start taking a stance on who am I going to believe? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And what do I stand on? Right. And I stand on Christ, the solid rock. You got to stand on a sure foundation in this season. You have to stand on something. Right. Loud and proud. Right. So what? I just, I hear, I admonish to you that in this season, whatever you're doing, I don't care what job you're doing. I don't care if you're at McDonald's or the corporate head of Chick-fil-A, whatever, like, Whatever job you are doing, it is not as important as the people around you in your own life. Yes. Get your life right with Jesus. Get your life right with him. Spiritually repent for your sins. Work on those things that you are taking to to, to people in problems and complaining. Yeah, be and, careful of how you project onto people. Right. Um, especially when you're dealing with things. I think that we should all practice, make it a, a best practice to... Um, if we know that we're dealing with something, we're wrestling with something to not be so quick to speak, but be quicker to pray. Right. You know, like it, there are some things that we can say that can damage or um, hurt someone without us even knowing if we are in a really cloudy place and we can't see, you know? Right. And all those things, man, like the root issue of fear is sin. The root mm-hmm. issue of anxiety is sin. The root issue of most of the things that you're seeing that are negative will equate to sin. So what if somebody argues that I can't help that I feel this way? I woke up. I didn't choose to want to be sad. Well, it, it becomes a covering. You know, there's areas in our, in our lives where there's darkness and it's present. Mm-hmm. And we've opened it up knowingly or unknowingly mm-hmm. through a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've opened it unknowingly or knowingly through a song. Oh, you all up lyrics. in my ad text. Okay. So 
you you can't say that you don't know how it got to you because our lives, our bodies, it, the Bible talks about our eyes being a window to our soul. Yeah, we're in constant worship of something, no matter what. Right. So, you know, have you ever watched a scary movie and woke up in a nightmare and be like, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. You were entertaining something, whether you knew it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are a spirit. We're a spirit being first. That's what people don't understand. Like you're a spirit being first. Right. You know, and your flesh, it feeds off of whatever you give it. Right. And over the years, I've learned that in you know how um, for kids, we have parental control. Mm-hmm. God gives us parental control in the form of the Holy Spirit. Right. That, you know, I'm, you're not you're, you're not going to be quick to talk about somebody who's going through something because you see it by the spirit first. Come on. And when you see it by the spirit first, the first thing you're going to run to is prayer. Mm-hmm. And this even goes for me. Sometimes you see things by the spirit and talk about the flesh. See, uh, we were talking about this today with our youth. Um, we were saying that sometimes we can see things differently just because it's different from us. Like, you know, I talked about how when I was like 14 or 15 years old, I had like a major meltdown, a memorable meltdown because I could not use the can opener. I know, laugh as you may. Um, But I I don't know why I was having a meltdown. Well, actually, no, I do know why. Um, Because it made me feel like I was failing at something. Mm. Something simple. Right. (laughs) And I'm not talking about like the electric can opener, you know. We didn't have one of those. Okay, I was talking about the little beep, beep. (laughs) <laughs> like the little the little handheld one for some reason I could not get it right I couldn't do it it just and it sounded like something that was supposed to be the simplest most you know inherent thing that I should have known how to do but I just felt like a failure I internalized that and I had a meltdown and so what you may be seeing from people you know if somebody's freaking out because you know, they're late for work or somebody's freaking out because they shoot, they don't have on the shoes they wanted to wear or they, their hair don't look the way they want it to look. Or, you know, you see people, you see a lot of symptoms of what people are going through, but sometimes you never really see the root of it. That's what Tweety's talking about. He's talking about how so often and so much, sometimes it's even fearful of us to go ahead and cast judgment out on them without even praying, you know, and saying like, well, you just freaking out about a, a can opener. Uh, whatever look at you and you get so boasted up in your pride because you could never see yourself having a meltdown over a can opener who who does that do you know who i am all right we get so caught up in our pride but i I encourage you just the same way we're talking about celebrating people while they're here um because we have such a deeper reverence for people when they're gone celebrate and pray for people while they're here no matter what it is that they're going through no matter what it is that it looks like you might have somebody like oh man they always gonna do this they Mm -hmm. always tripping like this but you never know how to actually look deeper and say wait a minute I think I see why I think I see why Patrice was tripping about the can opener because she doesn't like feeling like a failure she doesn't like feeling like like she she didn't complete a task or she she had to call for help because she struggles in that area let me pray for her in that area right right you know um as 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 you grow up you realize that a lot of the untapped issues or the untapped uh, problems and conflicts that you faced as a youth or as a kid, they don't go away because you get older. They stay with you and grow into rooted issues. Yeah. 
So a lot of people have rooted trust issues based off of things that have happened to them as kids. A lot of people grow up with anger issues that they take with them to adulthood because that's all they know. Have you ever heard somebody say that? That's all I've known. All I've known is fighting. All I've known is drinking. All I've known is smoking. I've been smoking with my mama, with my dad. I've been doing this. So who are you to tell me this is bad, that this don't work, (laughs) that I shouldn't do this? Yeah, exactly. So what what you have to do is unlearn. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to Come unlearn on, a lot unlearn. of the things that I have gone through in my childhood, in my life, because in order for me to become a man of God who's going after God's own heart like David, I have to say that I don't know enough to get me there. Mm-hmm. Right. And this can even lead into our business topic. And we're going to segue to it. Go off. You have to unlearn a lot of things in order to be successful in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to unlearn what you thought was hard work yes. because we say a nine to five is not for me. But do you realize in a business you're going to have to work on the clock, at counter clock? Uh, how does it go? You're going to have to work all the time. Yeah. Around it's the clock. Around the clock. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be there more than 24 hours. Yes. Yeah. That your weeks are not going to be just a simply a simple 40, right. which is like nothing nowadays. Like when I think about 40 hours. On a bit on your own business, that's not going to be enough to right. get you to where you want to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm learning my habits of what I think is good enough. Come on. Good enough doesn't get you into the boardrooms. Good Unlearn enough. That. <laughs> good enough is not going to get you the the deals. Good enough is not going to write you some books and and mm-hmm. make them flow. It's not going to teach you advertising. It's not going to teach you skills that it's gonna it's that you're gonna need to take you to the next level. Yeah, yeah. So my task to myself every day is that that's great, but you could do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could do better not tomorrow. Not the day after tomorrow, not next month. You could do better now. Mm-hmm. And my heart's desire is to please God. And God is a perfect God. If God is a perfect God, he has keys to make me a perfect man in an area. He has keys to make me perfect in business. He has keys to make you perfect in whatever you, whatever you, however, however much faith you have, God will meet you there. I want to share in business. Um, I think that. Within the last year or two, um, the narrative has been painted that we are all here to get the bag, as if there's one singular (laughs) bag tucked away on a mountain somewhere that only one person has the key to unlock, um, and that what's in that bag is going to be um, just the heart's desire of everybody else who was trying to run up that same mountain. And I want to debunk that, because even though like maybe it's not everybody doesn't see it that way sometimes our our word choice and our word usage um, can definitely reflect what's in our heart and I want to talk about how no matter what your business is be aware of your mission your you right you that's why you call it a mission statement yes be aware of your mission be aware of the vision god gave you be aware of that thing there is nothing that i can tell you pertaining pertaining to our vision or my vision um about your business there's nothing that i can share with you that can um change the the trajectory of where you're supposed to go already and so earlier in the week um on the fabulous twitter um (laughs) y'all follow me on twitter if you if you haven't already it's at the faith boss um but anyway 
Um, follow I'll, me at Hustleblings. Yes, at Hustleblings <laughs> as well. Yeah, please follow Hustleblings, y'all. y'all, y'all you, you know how we feel about Hustleblings. Um, but I was sharing that I got this revelation about turns and how for so long over years, this this terminology has gotten to me of like, and I'm big on word choice. And I understand that just because somebody uses a word choice does not mean that they, their heart reflects what they just said. Like, I just understand people just say things, just say things sometimes. And it's usually not that deep. I get it. But I just want to just talk about it a little bit that we always talk about turns. I waited my turn. I came up like, were we trying to get on the slide? (laughs) Were it's my we, time now. You my know, year. were we in the snack line after school? I don't understand. What are we waiting? What What are we waiting our turn on? Are you waiting for your turn? Or are you waiting for your time? Because your time is specific to you, and your turn is specific to what you saw somebody else get or what you saw somebody else walk away with. And so I know people may be like, "It's not that deep. It's not that deep," but it is because you have to see your timing as sacred and special to what God has wanted you and called you to do. So I want to encourage everybody that we're not all trying to get the bag. There's not one bag that we're all trying to get. We're not waiting turns on the bag. That is impossible because. God in all of his abundance, which does not mean a lot. It means everything. It means God. It means just ever flowing and right, overflowing. Right, right. That That is what he is um, given to us. That is what is available to us through him. Not because we say we belong to him, not because we go to church on Sunday. So I want to just encourage everybody to stick to your vision your mission, your bag. What's in your bag may be different than what's in my bag. And it's not it's not a dollar amount either. And it doesn't make your bag less or mine more because it's based upon what you have learned and where you are in that journey. And I don't even like the bag term for Mm -hmm. me because anymore, because it's it's a simple minded approach to a bigger victory that God has given you. It's not your vision. It's God's vision Mm -hmm. who he gave you as the overseer of the vision. Right. So whether you think you're going to fail or not. It's according to your faith. Yeah. But God has a way of taking what he has deposited in you and give it to somebody else. And that's somebody else running with it yeah. and making it happen. You're like, well, I don't know how it worked for them. And and that's how some of these big corporations study so much about your mindset, not about mm-hmm. your wallet, mm-hmm. not about how much you make of you. Mm-hmm. They study your mindset, your right. traits, how you buy, right. how you sell. Like what, what, are the things that Patrice is going to do. They'll buy information from social media just to figure out how to make something for you. Right. So they're going to say, well, when does Patrice get paid? Mm -hmm. How much does Patrice earn? And what are the days that she usually buys? Mm -hmm. What do you think Amazon does with that information? They come back around and they show you the same thing. Do you want to buy again? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a new ad. Just go ahead and talk to your phone real quick and say, I want the new Nike, whatever. Mm-hmm. Over and over. And see if you don't see an ad pop up out of nowhere. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. And we've all seen these different things on social media. Right. But what I'm telling you behind all that is that they're studying you. So if they're studying you, you need to study yourself and your business. Yeah. And see, how can I be authentically myself in order to present myself to my customers and say, this is me. This is my business. This is my story. This Mm -hmm. is how I'm pushing what I believe in. Everybody, you're going to be in a saturated market. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody is running away and saying, I just want my niche. I want a niche. I want a niche. I want a niche all the way down to Mm -hmm. get to the people that need me. But Mm -hmm. guess what? 
If you're selling uh, Mary Kay or, or makeup, there's about 1,500 different people mm-hmm. who are selling the same product. It doesn't even change. Mm-hmm. Some of the cheapest stuff you could probably attest to it is almost identical to the expensive stuff Absolutely. that you buy. Absolutely. Some of the cheapest clothes, as we saw, we was in a store. I'm not going to mention it. But they were selling like a $1,500 jacket. But it was according to their, their market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could I could have had my ways of like what, what makes this fifteen hundred? No, it's according to the people who come into the store. Yeah, who see they 15, set the temperature right, yeah. and they see fifteen hundred as nothing. Yeah, but you see fifteen hundred as that's too much. Mm-hmm. So when they tell you, you know, um, uh, know your know your worth and your price. I mean, that's that's true in a way, but it's also false. Yeah, because it's based off of your experience. It's based right. off of your work. It's based off of what you've done for me mm-hmm. now, not. Not what you've done for me in the past. Mm-hmm. FUBU can't come up here and be like, well, it's going to be $1,800 for this. Right. It's what have you done for the fashion industry today? Absolutely. So whatever nuggets you can get from this in this business topic, I want you to get a couple of things. Unlearn. Unlearn you know, that thing. So that you're not going in a hamster wheel, doing the same thing over and over and expecting results. And you haven't seen results. What This is the biggest issue. I'm passionate about this because I see it all the time. And I hope you grab hold to this, please. If you get nothing from this podcast, get this. Just because you put up a website, just because you do all the necessary things as far as advertising, don't mean you're going to get a return back. Return comes from hard work. Return comes back from presenting yourself to your constituents or your, I'm sounding very political. Yeah, uh, very political. <laughs> presenting it to uh, your consumer base and saying, I have something nobody else has. Absolutely. Check me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need this, yeah. and I guarantee people are gonna be like, "I do need that." Mm-hmm. I never thought about it, mm-hmm. and they buy it. Yeah, but you have to be in front of their face, just like McDonald's is Travis Scott thing that they did. They're realizing that hey, we gotta evolve. We seeing we seeing these other chains come up. Yeah. We gotta do something they're not doing. Right. Every other chain had the ability to do the same thing. Right. But they weren't thinking the same way. I bet you there was one person who came into the room and say, "Hey, y'all, stop right now. Yeah. I know exactly what we need to do." Yep. Just like we got Michael Jordan in the '80s and the '90s mm-hmm. to jump on mm-hmm. and do this, we're gonna get somebody that they all love. Yep. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's the difference in business. Is making one critical decision that nobody else is making in a very saturated market. Everybody's selling burgers. Your mama and them selling burgers. Yeah. Off of Berry. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. That's it's, how you disrupt the market. Right. You disrupt Do, the market by doing exactly what nobody else is doing. Be authentic. We overuse that word, but authentic means nobody else yeah. is doing what you do. Yeah. So uh, as we're moving into our relationship groove, honey. That is it. All right, y'all. So today we're going to talk a little shim, shim, shim. All right. I see. Um, I just have a question. <laughs> and that's what's going to start this relationship conversation. Is functionality the same thing as presentability in a relationship? Hmm. Is how good we look together equate to us being functional? Mm, I like to unwrap that. Um, looking the part does not always mean that you are who you're presenting yourself as. Mm-hmm. Because there's people, whether it's social media or even in person, like, but they're so beautiful together. Yeah, that's they all have, it takes for us to say relationship goals. Right. That's all. Beautiful kids. He's doing this. Mm-hmm. She's doing that. Pa. 
power couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're taking off to the moon. Like, I, I be really, really on the lowest of key when people say power couple to us or anything like that. I'm like, nah, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the power. That's it. That would be the power. <laughs> he is the soul. I, I come with no power. Yeah. I come with no sense of even understanding in most cases. Yeah. I depend on the Holy Spirit for a lot of stuff. Oh, that was smart. You said that like it. I'm like, no, it's not me. Yeah. I just depend Amen. on a source that is deeper, a well that is uh, full of more water, living yes, water. Yes. And I'd rather depend on that than myself. And I see a lot of people do it backwards when it right. comes to their relationships. Right. The dependency is on how people view them mm-hmm. and not how they view themselves. Absolutely. So a lot of people, they put up the, hey, I'm mad at you, but let's take this quick YouTube video or let's do mm-hmm. this, this let's quick. Let's take this picture Right. Quick. It's like a photo op. You become business partners. When we show up, let's do this. Now, let, and that's not to say that like you shouldn't be aware of your presentability that's not to say that um but to say that to honor the authenticity of your relationship that is what makes you functional um i think that when you tweety and i understand each other very well um and and i think that that is what enhances the love for one another that we just understand one another even when we don't agree with what we understand because right. you can understand something and still not agree with it, right? Right. And so I think that that may be. I don't know what people see from the outside because I'm not. I've never put myself in somebody else's shoes to see us or to see anybody else. Um, but I have to say that sometimes when you're admiring couples, um, one do not just always fall for the okie doke because that's not to say. Because I hate when people get too far left on the other side of this too, and they be like, "Wait, well, if they look good, something got to be wrong." You never know. Oh, okay, Tweety a pastor, and da 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 da. They be the main ones, you know. Like people just go ham because they are off their experiences, off of their own disappointments and everything right, like right. that. We're not saying to sit up here and pick us apart and look at all the wrong things we do and did you see that did you see the way she sniffed did you see the way she looked at we're not saying to do that because you're wasting your time and you're tiring yourself out when you really could be working on yourself but what we are saying is that one um don't always focus on how great someone looks together because that does not equate to their functionality it doesn't equate to that and also if you're in a relationship don't be so quick to always try to make things look good because nobody say you got to come up into the party just spilling the beans saying like yeah we you know <laughs> you know negative $300 in the bank account we about to you know you know ain't nobody tell you ain't got to wear your issues on your sleeve ain't nobody telling you to do that but also there's nothing wrong with like if you pull up somewhere and before y'all get out and y'all you know socialize or whatever like if y'all have to have a conversation in the car and figure that thing out before y'all go in there because I don't like to fake and shake Tweety knows that I do not like to get in there and let's yeah. act like we like each other a whole lot if, if in that moment I don't like you if in that moment <laughs> I'm not feeling you like that like right. I don't I can't do it because one it's so easy to read me I think um, when it comes to me being upset or being uncomfortable or being you know just somebody that's not feeling it, I think it's extremely easy to read that off of me. At least at least I feel like I don't fake it well. Um, and so I, I, out of that, if there's something going on between us or if there's something we got to talk about, we'll sit in this car for, we will sit in this car for however long we got to sit in it, talk about it, and then we'll proceed because I'm not so worried about making it look good before if it ain't good, you know? Right. I think the most important thing about a relationship, marriage, or even proper communication is truly understanding that 
the outside influence should not make you behave any different. Absolutely. A couple hundred followers, a couple of 3,000 followers, a couple mm-hmm. million followers should not make you act differently towards your partner. Mm-hmm. This is what pride does. Mm-hmm. Pride is the enemy of progress because pride Come on. will stay in your heart and tell you that, you know what? Go ahead. Go, mm-hmm. go toe to toe with her. Right. I mean, look, they all on you. They love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you the you the next thing, you the next best thing, next to, uh, what is it called? Uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. What are you the next best thing? <laughs> I'm not talking about it's myself. It's never you versus me. Right. It's never. If a, somebody ain't feeling me, it's us. Yeah. You don't, feel, <laughs> you don't feel my wife, I don't feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Point blank, period. Yeah. There's no, well, you know, I, I can still be cool with them. Like, and it's never like that. Like, I don't think we're ever those type of people who are like, well, we're just not going to talk to this person. We're not going to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. No, it's a matter of in a relationship, especially in marriage, being one and in agreement. Some people are in the wrong kind of agreement, but they're still together. Yeah. Harmonious agreement is harmonious agreement. Right. That's it. So I'd rather be in harmonious agreement and we move uh, things together. We move our business together. We move our kids together. We do the things that we need to do together rather than I move according to my drum and you move according to your drum and we'll meet somewhere in the middle and just say we have life together and we got all this stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Patrice is my best friend. I don't need to go outside of her to talk about anything else to anybody else that I can't talk with her. The problem becomes where you start sharing your business with other people who are not the person you need to talk those things about too. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't have friends and share and communicate, but the deeper the relationship, the deeper the roots, the deeper the foundation. Mm-hmm. Just like your relationship with Christ, right. the more you know of him, the mm-hmm. more you love him. Yeah. The more you understand them, the mm-hmm. more you walk in one with them, the more synchronized you are. People who go into the army or who are marching, they don't end up synchronized overnight. Mm-hmm. It's countless days of practice. And I have to say, don't ever deny the power of agreement. Amen. <laughs> like that, that might be what you see on those people you're calling power couples. Because one, like if somebody's a beautiful couple, don't take it away from them. Hey, like they're beautiful. Um, they have the power of Christ on them for sure. Like call that out, you know, and everything like that. But don't hold people up on pedestals um, and put them up to expectations. Hold them up to expectations that they are unaware of um, because that's not fair, right? But I have to say that um, I have to say that the power of um, it's something that you cannot fight. Like you, if any two people, even if y'all in agreement about the wrong thing, mm-hmm. it could be that the sky is purple. Y'all both staying steady on that thing. Like, nah, you can't touch this. There, it's gonna be hard to to do that. It's gonna be two could put ten thousand to fight. Like, come on now. Like, it's gonna be hard to break through to that. Right. Um, and even with even when it's coming, even when you're dealing with yourself, if you've agreed in your mind that you can't do something. I guarantee you, you're not going to do it. But if you've come into agreement that by his stripes, I'm healed. Let's say Mm -hmm. healing is what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I I promise you, you're going to find that healing according to his will. If if the thing is, well, I'm going to run this 5K and you never ran a mile and you woke up and you're like, I'm in agreement. I'm going to run this 5K. You may, but you might be in a stretcher. Uh So do it with wisdom. Right, right. We have to learn to do things with wisdom and considering that a lot of people are just doing things because they see other people do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Think about how we dress. Mm-hmm. Think about how we drive our cars and the things that have been. What is the difference between making the Asics and the Nike? Have you ever asked yourself? No. I'm not a logo. Sure. Uh huh. That's it. It's made in the same place. Mm-hmm. It's same material. Not even that much better. It's mm-hmm. just different design, mm-hmm. different logo. Yeah. In the industries that you may see, whether it's uh, um, building cars, mm-hmm. whether it's it's the same machine. There's no different machine that makes a Tesla and a Toyota. Mm-hmm. It's just different equipment. Putting it and, and the same thing in our bodies. That's what we could do spiritually. That's what you could do. You can apply what the Word of God has presented to you and make your body a living sacrifice for Jesus. Right. So. I kind of remind you that you're lacking nothing. A lot of people think they lack a husband. No, you're lacking nothing. You need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus will provide the husband. But Mm -hmm. until you get to the agreement of needing him, Mm -hmm. Jesus first, like the woman in the well, Mm -hmm. who was, you know, moving from husband to husband, and she was looking for that living water and found the living water. I promise you right after that, she probably found the one for her. Right, right. Yeah. So... When we, we, we live in a generation of where we are, if you're married, you're always looking for, well, this couple's doing that. Like, yeah. there's always <laughs> something that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah. As if God hasn't given you enough to work with. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what confuses me oftentimes. Um, I don't, I, I, I love being around other beautiful couples, but I, I don't think I've had a moment where I was just like, I wish our marriage wasn't our marriage. I don't think I've had a moment like that. And that's not to say that it's bad if, you, if you've ever had a moment like that or anything like that, because I understand we all just have moments, right? But like, I I think just appreciating your portion, you know what I mean? Like whatever that is, whatever fun looks like for y'all, whatever adventure looks like for y'all, whatever unity looks like for y'all, that's what you have to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Because like, Everything's not perfect all the time. We all know that, right? We're all working towards something, but it's never felt like work to be married to you. Like it's never not once felt like that. Um, Because it's just like, man, like we just going to do this. (laughs) And you know, most people are going to be like, well, wait till you get to this year. Yeah. Wait till I'm like, nah, that's according to your, that's your revelation. Don't project. Remember, if you (laughs) fool, don't project, you know? Right. And um, it's also a lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. This you know when we talked about this to our youth it's like when you have the desire of more the mm-hmm. more the more bug that you mm-hmm. can that that attaches itself to you and it becomes a parasite yeah it eats at the very thing that you are calling good it eats away at your marriage it eats away at your relationships because mm-hmm. I just want more from this person I just want more from this and that I want more from my job mm-hmm. your job is not your purpose for mm-hmm. somebody you need mm-hmm. to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, your business is not your purpose. Your yeah. purpose is to please God. So Amen. whatever that is, Amen. please Amen. him. Yep. Please him with uh, the way you uh, talk to people. Please mm-hmm. him with the way you forgive people. Please him in everything that you do. Everything you do. Not something. Let it be not like just a song to the Lord. Yep. Yep. So, so um, my biggest. Um, Let nothing be a burden to you. Do it like it's onto the Lord. Amen. So uh, my challenge to you, I know we talked a lot about a lot of topics throughout this podcast, but it's just to be reminded 
of the love of Jesus Christ, the love that he shed on Calvary, how mighty and how great he is, how wonderful he is. If you are not a believer, I challenge you to to pray unto him and to learn of him even a little bit more than what you have. Clear your mind. Unlearn some things that you have learned through Google, Mm -hmm. learned through other uh, celebrities that told you not to believe or learned through the, the, the parenting or whatever you experienced as a as an adult or as a child that caused you not to believe. Absolutely. So I have a question to you, Tweety. Yes. Um, this is a little lighter because, you know, we need light notes. Come on. Be, fluff. be fluffy. We, we got to get some fluff in there somehow because, man, everything in the world is so heavy, right? Right, right. So um, on the good Twitter, mm. where all great things happen, let me just tell you that. Um, you got to be on the wholesome side of Twitter. If y'all if y'all are new to Twitter and y'all, are, you know, new. you know, like yeah. if you're one of those people that like, you know, if a rabbit trails kind of get you a little easy and like the ratchet side of Twitter can and will, you know, rope you in. But I'm still kind of <laughs> on the wholesome, you know, like a few little jokes here and there side of Twitter. And it's kind of fun over here. I have to say, you know, I pay my membership dues anyway. So <laughs> there was a conversation about men and when and what. And how they should act on dates, okay? If they should pay, um, if the woman asks him out on a date, should he pay? Should they pay? Should should they go Dutch? Should she pay? Should they just not go? What happens? Um, I a, think I tagged you in it. Did I tag you? Yeah, you did. I saw it. Um, as a gentleman, um, even in my lowliest of days, oh, how prior low? to Patrice, how low? Very low to the flow. <laughs> like I was eye level with the ropes. I, I've been low before. Oh, wow. Um, but. <laughs> Not eye level with the ropes. Yeah, I've been there. But even even in those days, I always believed in pain um, because I'm I am the man. You know, this is a date and I'm courting you like you're not so going to pay if you didn't have it. Um, Tell that person ahead of time or that person already know what your situation is. Um, But I'm talking about if this is a date. Is that easy to admit as a man? Depends on who you're dealing with. I'm going to let that breathe. Explain. No, (laughs) let it breathe over here. What what, do you mean? (laughs) I mean, it depends on what kind of woman you're dealing with. Um, Oh? Yeah. If you're dealing with um, somebody who's... uh, um, uh, how do I say this? I'm trying to be very political. <laughs> if you're dealing with somebody who you met at a club, like I don't think those conversations happen. Uh, who's gonna pay? Like it just, hey, I'm drunk. You drunk? Here we are. And I'm not a condoning that or accepting that, but I think the man's role in dating is to court the woman, not just for a one night, mm. but sometimes both men and women play each other. The man is trying to court the woman for one night or for a, a good time. And the woman is trying to court the man for a meal. Yes. And it becomes, well, like, if we just, can we, can we, you know, some men are like, can we meet in half? You know, can we go Dutch? Because I got bills. Mm-hmm. And other men are like, I pay for it if I get some. Mm-hmm. Or I pay for it in hopes of getting some. Mm-hmm. And it's still wrong because one date shouldn't really encompass what the relationship is going to be about. So if I invite you on a date, do you believe that you should still pay? Yes. If you ain't got no money and I'm like, Tweety, I will. I shouldn't be going on a date if I don't have money. So what's that? What's that look like? What's that deflection look like? What's it sound like? If you ask me for a date and I don't have money, I'm going to tell you, can we book on this date? Because I am busy. I have something to do on this. I'm like, I really want to see you today. 
All right, you can come to my house. You got a house? Well, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I saw the video, and what I found unfair is that the woman already had made a judgment on where she was going to place the man. Mm-hmm. She was friend-zoning him already. Uh-huh. And the man had an inkling that that was not a real date. Mm-hmm. It was also in that, well, you invite, you know, you invited me, so I came out to eat so we could talk about what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be a sucker mm-hmm. and have to pay this bill, mm-hmm. and you're not even going to entertain me seriously. How many dates do, um, this is going to be a, a challenge, or just we want to find out. I just want to know. Yeah. How many dates do does a single man or woman go in a year? And how many of those dates does she pay? And women, are there any of y'all out there that are willing to pay? I'm pretty sure there are. I have to say I was a woman that was not willing to pay. I, I didn't mind going Dutch, but I'm not paying for your meal. I don't think even the Dutch is acceptable, personally. I believe I... I feel like first date... I'm one of those those people that believes that first date can be Dutch. And it does not mean... It doesn't bother me. I would love for you to offer, but I am one of those people that's like, ah, oh, I got me. You're not going to look at that person the same way. Mm. If somebody go Dutch with you... I, I'm, I'm only speaking from personal experience. Mm. Like, I'm not going Dutch. I don't care if it's the last 20 I got or mm. the last 50, the last 100. Like, just as a man... about to say 20... <laughs> Twenty dollars. Who are you feeding with twenty dollars? Are we at Applebee's? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, um, sorry, nieces and nephews. The rich auntie needed to collect herself. Okay, the truth teller is back in business. Um, if you are going to pay for, a, if you're going to go on a date, first of all, think about the things you do to get pre- prepared for a date. You know, you looking good. You smelling. I hope you brushing your teeth. Like you got to cross a lot of. You know, tease and dot a lot of eyes before you get out that door. So is a date in the place that we go or is it in the experience? A date is an experience. But if it's a first date, you know, you got to kind of know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So if you're courting somebody who you know does not like indoor dates, especially first dates, being in the house or anything like that, it just we live in a scary world. Mm-hmm. So not everybody's just down to meet somebody and just, hey, come to my house. Yeah, of course. So... Public dates is usually what people are going to go for Mm -hmm. uh, nine times out of ten Mm -hmm. or eight times out of ten. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're going out to public, just think of how embarrassing that is. Like, you know, from a woman's perspective, like if a woman is like, you know, like I came in here dressed like I look like this, you know, I'm you're chasing her as a man. Mm -hmm. It's not the other way around. Well, sometimes it's different where we living in. Um, So. You know, you pay for the meal and you keep it moving. If she don't want you, she don't want you. All right, real quick, real quick. I'm not trying to drag the podcast on too long, but we did have a conversation a few days ago about thirst. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. And is it thirsty? I don't personally believe. Okay, so I was my argument to Tweety was I believe that there is such thing as women out there because we're so quick to call women who are decisive thirsty. Mm. Okay, <laughs> but then there are women who are extremely decisive and have to kind of lay they they always have their cards on the table and you know what they about to play. All right, and I believe that is thirsty. I believe a woman who's like, I want to date, I want to date this kind of man. I don't mind asking a man out on a date. Um, like it it's it can be. I, I believe that that's not necessarily thirsty. We hmm. were talking um, hmm. about a situation in which Tweety said the person was thirsty um, because they were like, 
you know, pretty much we were in a, a setting and they were like, you know, I just, you know, I mean, I'm trying to get me like, I, I want a man, 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 man. Like, I want to like, you know, is he single over there? Like, I want to, you know, like I'll get at him like desperation being equating thirsty. I don't think a woman who says I want to be married. I would like a man with these qualities is thirsty. I believe a woman who's like him. Anybody will do is thirsty. Um, Thirst. And yes, men that, can sh- and shall be oh, thirsty as oh, well. Man, we'll, we'll get to the men. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just break down to what you just said. Um, I've observed in the past, um, maybe around 2015, 16, um, former friends um, be so engaged in the want for a man that um, you kind of lose the idea of what you're looking for. Because anybody's a good candidate. Mm. And I, when we were talking about who we were, or what we were talking about in that situation, that person was anything that is walking can have a chance. Mm -hmm. Not that they want anything, Mm -hmm. but anything can have a chance. Mm -hmm. And that was their approach. Mm -hmm. So my being is that nobody's going to want something that everybody can have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. If you are, and, and, and I'm not talking bad about people who are in the thirst mode because everybody wants a companion. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to have a husband or a wife besides them. But at what cost are you going to get somebody just to say, I have a puppet? Right. right. Just to say he does whatever I say because we together. And that person is not in agreement. Mm-hmm. But they go along with the joyride and they end up hurting you and even giving you kids. Mm-hmm. But you guys were never meant to be. Right. right. So when I see people who are, you know, in that zone of like, well, I'm just out here. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, well, you know, you need to you need to sit down real quick somewhere <laughs> mm-hmm. and really think about what are the qualities I'm looking for in a man? Mm-hmm. What, these are the questions I don't see being asked on these social media platforms. Right. It's not how I, people say people were asking uh, Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra. They're like, what kind of prayer yeah. did you have to get Russell Wilson? And Russell Wilson was like, I was the one praying for her. Right. 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 Whole time. <laughs> the whole time is like yeah. people have the narrative that she was the thirsty one or she's yeah. the one who was like up and down. Yeah. Like, I Trying to figure it out and strategize right. how to get him. Yeah. I need me a quarterback. I didn't need this. Like, yeah. no, that just happened to be the case. Yeah. That he was one. Mm-hmm. So people are looking for a portfolio mm-hmm. in a man mm-hmm. and a woman. Yep. Because in a man, they're looking for a career-driven person, mm-hmm. somebody who has their own thing, maybe an entrepreneur, maybe doing this, maybe doing that. And on top of that, they love the Lord, if yeah. you're a believer. And on top of that, they got everything right, credit right, you know, don't have no beef, no baby mamas. Like, you, what, what universe do you live in where there's just nobody, this person just exists? I believe that that person can and probably does exist. I'm saying that you're going to meet people who are hurt. You're going to meet people who have secrets. You're going to meet people who are dealing with things, especially in the dating process. You get to learn people. You'll realize that nine times out of ten, people present the best version of themselves. Absolutely. First eight months. We all do. Yeah. There's going to be an effort of you're going to see the best part of Tweety. Mm-hmm. And you saw the best part. And then you see the deterioration of like, oh, that's the real him. Yeah. Then you have yeah. to ask yourself, can I deal with this? Yeah. Can I pray with, Can is this the kind of man I can raise kids with? Is this mm-hmm. the kind of man I can build with? Mm-hmm. 
Those are the qualities you start realizing in men. And in order to get to that, you have to ask some real questions. Right. And for women, the one thing they never really, really, really understand is that they have all the power. Agreed. That you have all the power to you to say, I won't go out with a man who wants to go Dutch. That's mm-hmm. according to your agreement, right. to yourself. Right, for sure. So you don't have to fight over whether that person went Dutch on you. You can say, okay, thank you. I'll pay for it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. If you if you are uh, uh, staying abstinent away from sex or you're a virgin and you say, well, this is my this is the agreement you I have won't to break. put out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't put out for nobody until you put a ring and you marry me. Not because mm-hmm. you can put a ring and be engaged and not get married. Yeah. That's another thing that people. Yeah. Years. <laughs> Years. So, yep. you have to come into agreement that I can hold out with my power that God has given me in the form of it's a gift. Sex is a gift. Yeah. Unto one another. Yeah. But it's been abused so much that we look at it as a normal thing. Mm-hmm. So when you break that covenant and you are ending up sleeping, both men and women, sleeping with whoever and whatever, mm-hmm. the, the exchange of that spirit is almost like you're selling yourself your soul to different people who have no right to it. Absolutely. And then you end up married with the same issues yeah. that you gave away. Yep. Now you can't even go back to get what you gave. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You'll never meet these people. Yeah. But you've already sold your, it's, it's almost like selling your inheritance mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So it's important that, you know, hey, whatever standard you keep up to yourself to, you realize what a man is in it for. Absolutely. After months. And, and for the men, you know, I don't mean to drag this long, but for the men, they also have to be addressed in that men have a way of manipulating situations to where they know what they came in for. Yep. A man knows whether they're going to marry you or not mm-hmm. by about fourth, fifth day. I'm just, this is my observation. I'm not a guru. I'm not one of these people on TVs. But I knew by about the fourth, fifth day, I want, you not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I want her. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of men just be lying to women and be like, well, you know, we just got to get everything right. And then, but y'all on baby three, four, five. Right, like, right. What is there? <laughs> what are you trying to get right exactly? Yeah. So don't be lied to about certain things that if you want commitment, tell a man I want commitment and I won't back down from it. Yeah. And a man, if you don't want her, stop playing around and keeping somebody held hostage. Mm-hmm. So you can have your cake and eat it too with somebody else. Mm-hmm. We just watched the. Uh, we're gonna finish off on this because we we going. Um, American um, American Family Next Door American Murder. Right, you're married. You have two beautiful daughters. Woo, that's you know? crazy, y'all. And and extremely triggering. I would not say watch it if you are triggered very easily. But it was good to see that perspective of how we allow things to come into our lives and destroy us. Yep. But you allow a relationship that you made. Uh, with another woman outside of your marriage at work dictate whether you're going to kill your babies. Thus, presentability equals functionality. So many people thought they look so normal. They look so this. They look so that. I could never see that. He looks so docile and sweet. You know, they they felt like that. Right. So I encourage you, if you're single, it's okay. It's not a disease. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you're you're not suffering. Right, 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 right. 
Because I believe sometimes it's the when you see other people who are not, it makes mm-hmm. you feel like, what is wrong with me right. that I am single? Right. What is wrong with me that I'm married and not happy? There's so many variations that could be there. Yeah. Yeah. Every married person is not happy. But you have to address the elephant in the room. What work am I doing internally mm-hmm. by myself mm-hmm. to deal with issues that I have gone through in my childhood? Do the work. In my teenage so years, you yeah. know. Seek to heal. Those soul ties that I've attached myself yes. to, men yes. and women. Yep. That I keep, this is the thing about soul ties. You can detach from a soul tie and attach yourself to another soul tie by mm-hmm. having sex with somebody else. Yeah. It doesn't stop because this was the one. Yeah. And now you're done. And that, no, it's like just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not a tie. Uh-huh. Because people think, well, I'm, I'm not carrying around a lot of baggage. I'm free. I can do whatever I want. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, sis, look, I'm not fighting you on that. Right. Bro, I'm not fighting on If you want to go around and populate the entire Fort Worth and DFW area, that is on you. Right. But I'm telling you, your heart. First of all, you, there's only one of you. You can't raise all these kids. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important to search in your heart and do things with the right intent. And that's why dating with purpose is important. So if you're dating, date with purpose. Understanding that you have a goal in mind. Goal is marriage. Goal mm-hmm. is not a white picket fence with no ring. And godly no, marriage, not yeah. just marriage. Yeah, godly marriage. Because so marriage, is, the, the process of marriage is very anybody simple. Anybody could do that. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah, anybody get a paper. You just, yeah. Here's my license. Hey. Yeah. Pay your little $99 and go on about life. So we're going to the ad tax. My section. favorite part of the podcast. This is your first time listening to the podcast. This means we are officially at the end, okay? But we're going to add a little bit more than what you came here for. Do you hear me? You know, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and add a little extra on to you. Remember when you went and bought them jeans and they was just $85 or they was $30 or whatever. However much your jeans was and you got up to the register and they checked it out and you had to pay $120. Yeah, you're going to come out of pocket a little bit more, but you're going to come out better. So... We're going to drop a little wisdom, a little information, a little free game in this part of our podcast to just share with you um, and, you know, converse back with us. You know, that's what it is about. Uh, for my ad test, I, I want to talk about foresight. You know, I made a post the other day or a couple of days ago that having foresight does not deter you away from the storm. Some storms are made for you to face them head on. Mm-hmm. And we look for a way out, a shortcut out of this. And, you know, we try to control situations that have already been predestined. Right. So I don't know what you're currently going through spiritually, mentally, uh, even in your business. Make sure that you're asking God the right questions, mm-hmm. right questions about your business, right questions about your marriage, right questions about um, being in a relationship with a significant other, whatever. Yeah. Ask God the right questions and he will give you the answer and answers. And he'll back it up with so many different scriptures for you. Um, so I, I, I thank you all for tuning in and um, your turn. All right, guys. Um, I have to say this in my ad text. Wherever your eyes are positioned, your heart is postured. Okay, so whatever you come across that you constantly um, put in front of you, because we talked about this a lot with as far as just being distracted, um, living for our trending topics, never getting a chance to fully process life because things are always in front of us. And so if you are constantly looking to something, that is where your heart is postured. Like if you're always looking for um 
so many of us um, have, you know, are believers and, you know, we we believe in the word of God and we say, you know, we believe in these things. We go to church and all this stuff, but we will go to Instagram or Twitter for a good quote before we go to the word of God for a scripture. And even though the quote could be good and it could hold weight and it could even be scripturally sound, we depend on the words, the finite information of man over the infinite um, the infinite <laughs> information from God. So I really encourage all of you that wherever your eyes are positioned, your heart is postured. Just remind yourself of that. You know, wherever you're constantly seeking knowledge and wisdom is as far as your knowledge and wisdom will go. So go to the word of God. That is the the living water, the, you know, the well that does not Amen. run dry. So Amen. we love you guys. Remember, if you got to get something off your chest, don't send us no friend requests. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.